This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, the NetApp A-Team is in town for their annual ETL meetings, and we've got the scoop on what they think of where NetApp stands today. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm on the phone here with a gaggle of NetApp AT members. Is gaggle the proper term for a group of NetApp AT members? Is it herd? Is it murder? What is it? Jason Benedictus, what do you think it is? Probably a school. A school of NetApp AT members. Um, so we're here to talk about the annual ETL, which is extract, transact, and load or something. I, I can never remember the exact terms that go to the ETL uh, abbreviation, but we're here to talk about it. So once a year, the NetApp A team uh, all meets up in a undisclosed location, which is usually in RTP or Sunnyvale. It's not really that undisclosed; it's very public, actually. And they talk about everything that NetApp is doing uh, as a company, as well as futures and NDA stuff. Naturally, we can't talk about the NDA stuff here, but we can talk about what they got out of the ETL. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about what the NetApp A team is, and I'm going to put one of them on the spot. So. Um, Let's pick on Adam Berg, uh, Mr. Kenny G, Adam Burgundy. Uh, so, Adam, tell us in your words what the NetApp A team does and is. Uh, thanks, Justin. First of all, hi, guys. I'm Adam Berg. I am the global solutions architect for NetApp Architectures at Veeam Software. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Berg. And so I'm... Uh, I think I'm probably the oldest uh, A-team member now uh, in our squad. Uh, So what the A-team is and and where this came from, uh, the genesis of the A-team was uh, people who were out uh, talking about NetApp, uh, blogging about NetApp, were really on their own developing a community around uh, our love for the NetApp products, uh, the solutions, the technologies that we were implementing and really solving customer solutions. Um, uh, with with uh, customer problems with NetApp products and NetApp solutions, and NetApp decided to kind of formalize uh, this this group of of people into a group um, that they could bring together, um, kind of give us roadmap information, allow us to get a jump start on our blogging and um, our, our advocacy that we we're already doing on our own, and that became uh, the NetApp A team. So it's really a, a group of people who NetApp considers industry experts, um, industry veterans uh, around NetApp technologies um, who um, who are, are, are in a more formalized way um, have, have been brought together to to advocate uh, on behalf of NetApp. All right. Good answer. Um, you were great on that answer. Uh, Sam Moulton's in, in the, on the call and she's listening. So you'll be getting your grade later. Um, but so we can uh, get an idea of who everybody is. Uh, Adam just explained who he was by Twitter. So we'll go around and talk to everybody else and find out who they are. So first, let's start off with Jason Benedicic. Uh, hi, Jason. If you could tell everybody what you do and what uh, how to find you on Twitter. Jason Benedicic, Principal Consultant uh, over in the UK. I work on all things cloud, private, hybrid, public, um, the full width and breadth. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at J.A. Benedicic. All right, pop quiz, Jason. True or false? Go on. The cloud is someone else's computer. True. Very true. All right. Uh, also on the phone today, Mr. Paul Stringfellow. Uh, Paul, if you could tell us who you are, what you do, and, and how to find you on Twitter, as well as that nifty little uh, junior podcast you have there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm Paul Stringfellow, a junior, uh, apparently. Um, so uh, I'm a technical director for an IT consultancy uh, in the UK, here in Liverpool in the UK. Um, and you can find me on the Twitters at TechStringy, uh, and you can also find my blog site, TechStringy.com, and indeed my junior podcast at podcast.techstringy.com. You can see there's a theme there with the whole TechStringy thing, can't you? I'm not uh, I'm not competitive, so um, I, I applaud your efforts in your junior podcast, but you do a grand job of branding yourself. Um, so yeah, which... there, there was a lo- long marketing meeting involved in getting that name right. I would like to offer a suggestion. Um, you need to purchase one of those wacky, waving, inflatable guys to really drive home the stringy part. 
That's that's very good. Yes, I, I will do that, and I will have him parked outside my house on a permanent basis. And that was advice to you, free of charge, courtesy of the Tech on Tech podcast. Thank you. I, I shall take that advice and do with it as I will. Yes, you will discard it. All right. Um, also on the phone, Rory McBride. Hi, Rory. Again, tell everybody what you do, how to find you on Twitter, and if you have any blogs and that sort of thing. Hello. Welcome. So, yes, I'm Rory McBride from uh, Arrow in the UK. I am a technical account manager over there. I look after um, all things NetApp and things that work with NetApp, so things like Adam's Veeam and so on and so forth. I have... Um, I've got a Twitter handle at McBride underscore Rory, which uh, you can find me on there quite often. And I've also got a blog site, rorymcbride.wordpress.com. And uh, this week only, you can catch me on, well, maybe not the only, but I'm on Tech Stringy's podcast as well. So getting I've, around a bit. I've heard you on there before. It's almost as if you're his honorary co-host because he can't find anyone else. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I get a I get a message and say, "What are you doing?" And supporting our partners is part of my job description. So when he asks, I answer. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last but not least, um, and really, we saved him for last because he's a customer. Uh, Chris Olson. Hi. Good morning. So yeah, my name's Christopher Olson. I'm a solution architect at uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory. We're a, a DOE science lab uh, in northern New Mexico. And our my my primary focus is sort of on-prem private cloud. Although we're we're definitely looking at opportunities to get into public cloud, assuming we're allowed to do that. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm, so if you hear banjos in the background, I'm in Nashville right now at a at a conference looking at that kind of topic. So if you hear banjos, you might hear me running away. <laughs> <laughs> Paddle faster. So Chris, yeah, exactly. Uh, how do we find you on Twitter? Uh, so my Twitter handle is Colson NM C O L S E N N M, and uh, still still figuring out the blog thing. I'll get there eventually. I'm a slow learner. It's okay. It's just the internet. It's not hard. Um, <laughs> so uh, Chris uh, Los Alamos, uh, what can you tell us about what Los Alamos does without black helicopters circ circling you? <laughs> So I mean, so Los Alamos has a has a pretty long history. I mean, we were obviously the the the, the force behind the Manhattan Project in World War II. Uh, since then, the laboratory's missions really varied. We do we do a lot of science, nanotechnology, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of big data analytics and AI and machine learning and all those cool buzzwords. Uh, we we get to play with a little bit with that with the you know the smart PhD guys. Uh, I, I'm not that smart, so uh, we just we do what we can to support them. But yeah, it's it's a great place to work. It's uh, every day is a new day. There you go. All right, so there you have it. That's who we have on the phone today. Uh, we're gonna have some more of the A team members on a little later. Uh, we have two shifts because we are in very different geographic locations, and this is basically post ETL kind of a recap. With that, let's start talking about the ETL. Uh, so I would like to ask each of our attendees here, what was one thing you learned at the ETL that you did not know about NetApp? Let's start with Chris. Um, so what I learned, it was, it was actually, it was, it was pretty neat because um, as a customer, a lot of times you don't necessarily get to see the, you know, the the behind the scenes conversations and uh, you know what I what I really saw from the presentations when we were out there is how seriously NetApp is taking both the challenges and opportunities. Uh, the the folks who talked with us were very honest about like you know as an industry what what's changing where things are going um, and you know where they're really trying to figure that out and it was a it's a nice honest exchange with them you know coming to us and look you know these are problems we you know we, we acknowledge that maybe we even had some missteps in the past but we're, we're trying to navigate these waters with you all and deliver great solutions and uh so yeah it was the so i you know i don't know if it was new but it was just it was it was refreshing to see and uh yeah it just was a, it was a great opportunity so one thing that i was noticing yesterday because we basically announced our earnings and all that you know financial technical stuff uh in one of the articles we were actually referred to not as a storage company, but as a hybrid cloud data management company. <laughs> so that just tells me that our branding is finally working. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and, and that, I mean, that really came through because uh, I, I, we were 
probably when we first became a customer several years ago, we were out at the EBC and my boss at the time would talk to Jeff Baxter and said something like, you know, what are you all going to do when, you know, people aren't buying hardware and spinning discs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, this was even several years ago. And Jeff at that time was like, we, we already are, uh, we, we know where the things are going and we're positioning ourselves well. And uh, what we learned out at the ETL just really, uh, you know, brought that into clear focus. So, yeah, no, it's uh, good stuff. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. So, uh, Adam, same question. What is one thing you learned at the ETL that you did not know about NetApp? And this is going to be a little harder for you because you've been around for a while. So, good luck. Yeah, I mean, what what continuously amazes me about NetApp is, is really the level of thought leadership that they're putting into this industry. Um, you know, we, we sort of traditionally think about NetApp as one of the old guard uh, in this industry. And they're really redefining themselves from a storage company into that hybrid cloud data management company that, that you just previously mentioned. And it really shows from, from the roadmap items that we saw, um, the cloud focus, especially with uh, their, their, some of the recent announcements uh, with, with Azure and even the Google Cloud platform. Um, with some of some business models that they traditionally have never been in, um, and specifically around things like cloud volumes, which I kind of almost look at as a, a volume as a service, an ONTAP volume as a service. Uh, things like these are um, are what really continuously get my, you know, my heart beating and, and my juices flowing to to really go out and advocate and talk about what NetApp is doing in the industry and. Uh, events like the the A-Team ETLs and the EBCs that we get to you know sit down with NetApp execs and talk long term roadmap, um, you know really um, reinforce uh, the position NetApp holds in the marketplace with uh, with thought leadership and and taking the industry into new directions. And Rory, uh, one thing you learned about NetApp at the ETL that you did not know before. Um. I suppose one of the one of the key takeaways uh, that I had was the um, some of the uh, ecosystem messages we had. Um, I think it was Santosh that came in to speak to us, uh, and he was running through some of the different areas where where NetApp have been successful. You know, whether that be along the lines of um, AI, ML, that sort of thing. But you know, he also sort of showed that it's not that difficult to start having conversations in that space and and where NetApp and why NetApp succeeds there. Okay, yeah, now Santosh Rao, and if you're interested, we do have a podcast with him uh, about the AI machine learning stuff that we're doing here at NetApp. And stay tuned on the horizon because there will be more coming out with that as well. Um, so, Paul, uh, Stringy, do you go by Stringy or Stringfellow more often? I, I go by anything that you're prepared to call me, Justin, that's polite. Okay, jerk face. Um, so... <laughs> Tell us that's, one that's thing. That's more polite than normal. It is more polite than normal. It's it's cleaned up for podcast. Um, so, uh, tell us one thing you learned at the NetApp AT ETL that uh, you did not know about NetApp. I think the thing that really stuck with me from uh, from the couple of days we was out there was just how hard the the data industry is. Uh, you know, I think we, it, it's easy for us to sit there all asking for we want things to be more flexible, more scalable. Uh, we want to integrate cloud. We want hybrid environments. And I think what we don't realize is just what a technical challenge that is. And I think we sometimes we look at um, how NetApp and, and uh, I think it was mentioned earlier on by uh, when you were talking with Chris about how NetApp are changing their focus to this kind of hybrid data management company. And I think that sounds great and that looks great on a PowerPoint slide deck. But actually, the technology and the thinking and the smart and intelligent people who are involved in making that happen—I um, I think that was, a, you know, that was a real eye opener for me. You know, I think, as say, it's, it's easy to look at that stuff and think that that's a really easy thing to do. But when you start hearing some of the technical challenges that you need to overcome, so that we can go out to our customers and that we can talk about how NetApp gives them this kind of unique capability to have data wherever they need it, whenever they need it, um, I think that's really impressive and. and Shows just how serious NetApp are about um, about making that change from that traditional on storage uh, on site storage provider through to that kind of hybrid cloud data management company. You notice how I planted a seed of hybrid cloud data management, and all of you have taken the bait. <laughs> Indeed, we have. What is it next? A wise one. Yes, uh, I'll I'll tell you your marketing uh, terms later, um, so you can. <laughs> parrot them for me uh so 
last but not least, Jason Benedicic, um, one thing you learned at NetUp ETL that you did not know about NetUp? So for me, I think the really important thing that I learned was that NetApp isn't like a traditional large business. Um, when you get to the size of a business like NetApp and, and the other sort of giant monolith businesses out there, you tend to end up being a bit like a cruise liner and very difficult to steer, very slow to make changes. But NetApp's not like that. Um, and I, I don't much like the term, but it, it seems very much more agile. It's the last couple of years have seen some significant changes, very, very quick changes. Um, and and moving into the spaces where it needed to be moved into very, very quickly. Um, and that's kind of unheard of in the industry. It's kind of out of necessity too, right? Because, I mean, if you didn't change, you're just kind of stuck on that cruise ship and all the old people are in line in front of you at the buffet and you're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> waiting out the yeah. clock. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, it, it's not a small business and making significant changes top-down all the way through a business of that size is not easy, but what I've learned is that, that the messaging is consistent, the people are on board, the people are passionate about it, and, and you're able to go and make the maneuvers you need to do, purchasing GreenCloud, you know, those sorts of things. You go and do what's needed um, to make those moves in the right direction, and, and that's a really refreshing change. Okay, so you mentioned GreenCloud, and that's actually a good segue here for a next question. What was one presentation that stood out to you the most? Uh, was it Green Cloud or was it something else? Uh, now that's a difficult one. Um, yeah, the Green Cloud presentations were pretty good. I got to admit. Um, we've also seen a couple others um, throughout the year, um, especially the ones from Ike um, on Cloud Field Day and stuff. So the innovation coming out of that business unit is is far beyond anything I've ever seen from NetApp. Um, and the the roadmap that we discussed is is just it gets me excited that NetApp are moving not only into this data management space but um, but into making everything consumable. It's the when we were talking even throughout all of the products, when you ask about APIs, when you ask about automation, um, that is always at the forefront. There, the people have already had that thought they've already put their work in you, you you're getting native apis straight away you're getting that automation and um that is a big change stringy what presentation stood out to you uh, we, we had a presentation um and actually it was a marketing presentation uh, so so sticking to the marketing theme um but i thought what was really interesting about it was that it, it was clear that you know, not not only a NetApp trying to get their the way they present themselves to the rest of the world to change, and, and the view that um, the technology industry has of what NetApp can and can't do, um, but it was really refreshing to to hear that NetApp were listening as well. So maybe things that were in those original ideas around how the NetApp were going to market themselves going forward, things that weren't working, things that they were hearing from the field, from their partners, from their customers. That, that didn't quite ring true for them. It was good to see that NetApp were, were happy to change that, you know, and to, to change that messaging slightly so that, you know, to make it something that was clearer that we could articulate with our customers in, in a more straightforward way and in a way that, that people would understand. You know, we all work in the IT industry and it's easy for us to get lost inside of uh, acronyms and buzzwords that anybody who works outside of our industry just doesn't understand um, and, and we might as well be talking a, a completely different language to them. Um, so I think it's it's really refreshing to see that that all the things that Jason's actually just spoken about in terms of what NetApp are trying to do as a company and how they're trying to change and and some of the real smart innovative stuff that gets them excited. It's nice to see there's some real thought in how you articulate that in a way that that people outside of our immediate industry and people outside of the technology parts of our industry can can understand. How about you, Rory? One thing that uh, one presentation that stood up to you. Oh. Well, first of all, I probably want to echo what Paul's just said. I mean, we had both Jenny and Matt, uh, Jenny Grimes and Matt Watts, uh, two there that spoke to us about um, the marketing message. And yeah, it was great to see that, the, the, you know, the, the ducks are in a row and on the direction they're going there. But um, I suppose for me, you know, being probably um, working with the hardware for quite a while, it's great to see some of the innovation that's coming. Um, I mean, we've we've just heard about the A800 
uh, and just some of the other things that are coming down the line. It's it's nice to see that NetApp are not resting on their laurels. They are truly thinking about what to do, you know, for the next one year, two year, and even five years out. That you know, it's 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 for people like myself, it's invigorating to want to work with a company that has that sort of vision. Mr. Veeam, Adam, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of stay away from the marketing a little bit and talk a little tech here, guys. Uh, Thank you, Adam. What, Jeez. Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, you know this is this is a podcast that uh, nerds are listening to, so let's talk some nerdy stuff here. Uh, Plexi Store, NVMe, storage class memory, sub ten microseconds latency technology coming from NetApp. I mean, stuff that's just gonna absolutely uh you know blow some of the existing technologies that we're using today out of the water in terms of storage performance uh what what we're doing from a from a cloud volume standpoint with with uh fabric pools uh, enabled uh for for cold blocks of data for your active data set so so think of uh native uh cloud tiering to s3 buckets from a cloud volume so all the all the performance and the goodness of of ONTAP all flash uh, in the cloud. So dedupe, uh, dedupe in, in, in compression real time, snap mirror uh, with your cold blocks tearing to a native S3 bucket uh, right in right in Azure or AWS or Google Cloud Platform. Um, that that kind of stuff is really cool from a from a technology standpoint, and that's the kind of stuff that uh, you know I come you know I come away talking to uh, my tech buddies about of, of what NetApp is is coming to the market, and uh, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more at Insight 2018 this fall. So, uh, Chris, you work at Los Alamos. Do you think you guys could use any of that cool stuff like sub 10 millisecond microsecond latency and that sort of thing? Yeah, we definitely have some use cases in those areas. Um, and, and just sort of back on what Rory was saying in terms of the uh, with the nature of the work that I do, we're, we are always going to have a decent on-prem use case. I mean, there's just there's a lot of what we do that will never be able to be out, uh, you know, in the in the cloud. So uh, just seeing, uh, it was just very reassuring to see NetApp uh, talking, you know, how they're, how they're advancing the all-flash-faz platform, how, what they're doing with ONTAP. I mean, there's, there's stuff coming out in ONTAP that just has me, you know, drooling, and I I'm, I'm, went back and it was immediately beating up my, uh, some of the, the laggards in my organization who are holding back our ONTAP upgrades because there's, there's some great stuff coming, and I want to make sure that we're uh, taking advantage of that going forward. Yeah, and that's the beauty of a lot of these features is that all it takes is an upgrade, right? So all you got to do is upgrade on exactly. and you've got the features enabled. I mean, and sometimes those features are free. I mean, stuff like flex groups, you don't have to pay for that. Yep. Do you get paid every time you say that? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the cha-ching? My... <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was feedback. It, it, yeah, it's no, it's, it's totally <laughs> in my pocket. Um, so uh, what's next for the NetApp A team here? I mean, what are we doing next here? Um Chris, are you going to be coming to Insight? That's definitely my plan. Uh, I got it blocked off on my calendar. Uh, looking forward to I, I, we, we saw a lot of really great announcements, uh, you know, like you were talking about the NDA stuff. We can't go into too much detail on, so it'll be great to see some of that, you know, hitting in an official manner out at Insight. And Insight's just always... Uh, this will be my fourth year that I've gone to Insight. And I've, I've in the past sort of been wishy-washy when it comes to conferences, but Insight is just an opportunity to just really customers, NetApp employees, uh, you just you walk away with your, your brain full, uh, you know, information rolling out your ears. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to attend. Adam, what about you? Coming to Insight? Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, some great content uh, that we're going to be presenting at Insight this year. This is uh, Veeam and NetApp together, uh, specifically around a bunch of new integrations uh, from a data protection standpoint that Veeam and the Element OS team have been working on uh, from NetApp. So um, if everyone's not aware, Element OS is the, the operating system that powers the NetApp HCI product. Also, there's SolidFire and FlexPod SF uh, platforms. Um, we are now going to be having native integration uh, into those platforms from a Veeam perspective. So look for a lot of new content, live demos um, on that. It's really, really cool. Um, and then a lot of new announcements about some new stuff that I can't mention yet uh, with ONTAP. So uh, look for, for that content uh, from our group at Insight. 
So speaking of uh, insight and presenting, where, where's Cade, man? What'd you do with him? Oh, he'll be there. He'll be right alongside. We're going to be uh, tag teaming. Oh, I mean, what, what about now, though? I mean, like, shouldn't he be on here with you? Yeah, no, to, we've to we're, represent we're Veeam. The, we're we're cracking the whip on him right now. He's working on a lot of new stuff. Uh, oh. We're he's busy innovating. That's good. That's good. He's, <laughs> it's good to see he's finally innovating. <laughs> All right, uh, Rory, uh, you're going to be with us at Insight. Definitely going to be in Vegas. I possibly might be in uh, Barcelona as well, uh, if I can get things organized. Uh, it's a busy period of time um, at home during that week. So, but uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it's the, it's, you know, it's good enough to go twice. Let's just put it that way. I, it's good enough that I go twice. It's not because I have to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Paul, uh, Stringy, what about you? Yeah, I'll be there. It's uh, it's probably going to be my first trip out of Vegas as well, so um, I I am looking forward to that. Uh, although I'm not quite sure I should be. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. And picking up on something Chris said earlier on, I think you know I, I'm really excited to see the continued speed of innovation coming from NetApp. I think you know not just technically, but also in terms of of the the speed that the data fabric strategies is coming together. And you know, and it's something that's gone from four years ago from being an idea to something that you're seeing implemented across everything so yeah you know, i think insight is a great showcase for that so that we can see just how fast and, and how quickly NetApp are evolving into this kind of this this company that deals with the, the thing that i see in all the businesses i talk to these kind of real modern data challenges you know modern business challenges and, and i'm excited to see how NetApp continue to help us to to solve some of those problems um and i think now now that adam's uh, adam's got other other roles while he's at insight i may be in charge of all the interviewing this time around so um so oh, anybody yeah. wants to come and talk about their uh, come and talk about their NetApp experience come hunt me down in vegas and um let, let's get you on video get you on a mic and uh, let's hear what you You've got to say it sounds like you need to hire adam's wife to photo- uh, give you a photograph yeah. <laughs> I, that, yeah. that could be true um i, I too would like a, a kenny g look <laughs> wouldn't we all so uh string is this your first time in vegas at all or just the first time in insight vegas yeah no it'll be my first trip to vegas so um so yeah look, looking forward to it although i'm not sure i should be admitting to that Oh, okay. So uh, I, I imagine that we're going to see Stringy like at the slot machines, like just kind of like you know going crazy. And we're not going to see him at all the rest of the conference because he's going to—he's—he's naturally an addict. I I will be sat there with one of those really big tubs full of quarters and just feeding them into machines and see what happens. <laughs> He'll have one of those uh, those, those visors, the little see-through green visors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that you've seen my holiday pictures. I, I have. I have. All right, uh, and last but not least, Jason, uh, will you be at Insight this year? Uh, yeah, I will definitely be at Insight. I will be in Vegas, um, quite possibly Barcelona, um, and I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I've been going for around seven years now, and it's always quite interesting, and there's always something new. I mean, the release cadence of the software now means that we are getting more and more announcements at Insight. So, and it times in quite well um, with the the next version around uh, around Insight. So, sounds pretty good there. Um, hopefully, be doing some sessions um, in terms of some panel sessions with the A team. So, anyone that can vote. Have a look out there on the uh, voting tool for Ask the A-Team, and hopefully you'll get to see some of us talking. Um, and then also looking forward to doing some podcasting and maybe some videos as well. All right, yeah, we'll do live podcasting on-site, which always turns out to be well-organized and not at all a uh, cluster. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there you have it. Uh, NetApp A-Team uh, recapping what they saw at, a- at the ETL. We'll also have the West Coast guys as well as the APAC people on the podcast in a, here in a bit in part two. Uh, so Jason, Paul, Chris, Adam, Rory, and Sam is also lurking back there. Thanks for joining us today. Again, let's go around uh, to give our Twitter handles. Jason. Uh, I'm on Twitter at J.A. Benedicic. Paul. Uh, I am on the Twitters at TechStringy. Uh, one question for you, though, Justin. Uh, you're doing the West Coast separately. Is be, is that because West Coast girls are hip now? Uh, yes. Uh, we wish we all were California girls. So I Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Rory. 
at McBride underscore Rory. Adam, you can find me on Twitter at AJ Berg. That's A-J-B-E-R-G-H. And my blog is thepartlycloudyblog.com. When does your album drop? Next week, uh, worldwide, <laughs> and uh, find it on iTunes. And finally, Chris. That would be Colson NM, C-O-L-S-E-N-N-M. And uh, thanks, thanks a lot, Justin. This has been great. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, again, we'll yes, have part two you. here in a second. All right. So now we're going to go with part two here. Uh, this is our West Coast edition of the ETL Recap. Uh, so we've got a brand new group of folks here in the room, or on the phone, rather. They're not really in the room because everyone's remote all over the country, all over the world. So let's start by uh, introducing them, and they can give their social media handles and what they do and all that jazz. So, John Woodall, if you could start us off. Hey, I'd be happy to. John Woodall, VP of Engineering at Integrated Archive Systems, IAS. Uh, Twitter handle at John underscore Woodall. And um, not first-time caller anymore. Happy to be here again. Cool. So how do we find you on social media? Uh, John underscore Woodall. That's very uh, that's uh, in front. Yeah. wow. Very original. Very original. I'm sorry, it's not an, not as good as NFS dude abide. <laughs> you know what's what's wrong with that handle is when you don't do NFS anymore, then it kind of just you're stuck with it. So, Ooh, but you'll yeah. always be John Woodall, so that's good. You you made a smarter decision, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, also on the phone with us today, uh, Adam Knight. Hi, Adam. If you could tell everybody who you are, what you do, and how to find you on social media. Sure. Hey, Justin. I'm, I work for uh, PacBio, Pacific Biosciences. Um, I had the pleasure of joining the ETL a couple weeks ago. I lead our infrastructure team here and manage and architect all of our NetApp. And uh, you can find me on social media. My Twitter handle is at DamnKnight. Just leave my name but with an ad instead of an A. Oh, that's clever. Clever. So what does PacBio do? Uh, Pacific Biosciences makes a DNA sequencer. So we have the most accurate, longest read genome sequencing in the market. Uh, we're used by a lot of research and uh, university-type institutions. Cool. So you guys do uh, yeah. biological DNA research. That's pretty cool. A lot, a lot of big data genomic stuff. So Excellent. Sounds like a perfect use case for flex groups. I get paid every time I say that. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to you about flex groups. There you go. All right, we got we got a conversation started here. All right. Uh, also on the phone with us, a couple of netappers here. So we'll start with Joel Kaufman. Hi, Joel. Tell us what you do uh, and where to find you on social media. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I run one of our tech marketing engineering teams here at NetApp. We focus a lot on open ecosystems and data protection and a lot of the VMware space. And you can find me at at the Joel K on Twitter. All right. And Steve Botkin. Who are you? What do you do? How to find you on social media? Well, I am the principal architect for our Flash and SAN solutions. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at SAN, S-A-N, Tech Architect. That's a long, that's a mouthful right there. Well, you know, kind of, kind of spells out Santa. Why would you do that? Mostly because that's the way I look right at the moment. Look like your friendly Santa Claus. So what I like about Steve Botkin is that he doesn't run from looking like Santa. He embraces it. <laughs> True, he does. He does. Excellent. Keeps a not in nice list. He does, and he actually ties it into his uh, his San work so it it works out real well you should take a you should take a lesson from him john woodall i mean john underscore woodall like was it mr clean yes there you go <laughs> telly savalas so jay smistad uh also on the phone here today what do you do and how to find you on social media yeah my name is jay smistad i'm the senior it director for pacific biosciences and so i run all of it here including enterprise applications engineering HPC and client services. You can find me on social media at jaysmistad, J-A-Y-S-M-E-S-T-A-D. All right. So uh, what I'm going to start off with is what I asked the previous group. And essentially, it's a esoteric question. It's, you know, kind of metaphysical. What did you learn at the ETL about NetApp that you did not know before? So, Jay, take it away. So I, I learned um, a, a bit how they changed their direction from being a 
you know, just a data company to the hyper, you know, hyper cloud, hyper converged company, you know, that's a change of direction to be the top of that quadrant. And that's how that was important to George. Um, and that they didn't want to compete with, you know, the big data management of like Informatica and other, other folks. I thought that was really aligned to sort of where the market's going or the, where, um, you know, how everyone needs to have a, a on-prem and converged, you know, cloud elastic infrastructure for most large infrastructure uh, companies and installations. So I thought that was a good, a good direction. All right. So, John Woodall, same thing. Uh, what did you learn about NetApp that you didn't know before from the ETL? Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot. However, I think, you know, again, uh, doing presentations is part of what I do. Matt Watts from the England, his use of no thank you slides and presentations may have been the one professional takeaway I can use every day. I thought that was really cool. Hearing from Dave Hitz, you know, the view from the helm is always a good thing. But I think the one thing that I'd highlight that I probably didn't know or have a good sense of before the ETL and then post ETL is just how important active IQ is and the machine learning and AI that NetApp is doing in the background, both to enhance the customer support experience today and improve the quality and speed of resolution, but really where that goes in the future, which we can't really talk about uh, today, but it's really powerful, you know, that NetApp on NetApp is doing what so many of their customers want to do or have aspirations to do is to be able to take the data that their organizations have as just part of their operations and turn that into yet another asset in new and different ways to operationally enhance their business, but also find new ways to engage customers in, in ways that are meaningful to the customer, not just in this case NetApp. So that was kind of a cool takeaway just to see how far that um, has gone and, and get a sense of where it's going. All right, and Adam Knight, uh, how about yourself? What did you learn about NetApp that you did not know before from the ETL? Yeah, without talking about anything too future-looking, uh, I, I did get the uh, the continued reassurance that the flex groups are are uh, the way forward. And excuse me, did you say flex groups? Sorry. Excuse me, did you say flex groups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Now continue. Continue to be relied upon at lower levels, and um, yeah, along with what what John said, the uh, the metrics to active IQ was a was a really interesting part. So. Wait, wait, Justin, are you saying something like flex groups are important to you? Um, they're only the lifeblood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought so. Precious. All right. Um, Joel Kaufman, uh, you're a NetApp employee. I'm sure you know everything about NetApp because you have some higher level discussions than, than I even I do. But was there hey, anything you that you... We need to talk. I know, right? <laughs> what was it that you took away from the ETL that maybe you didn't know about NetApp or you didn't know about the A-team? Ah, so that's that's actually a really interesting one. So I I had a good handle on a lot of the content that I saw uh, in the ETL. I think the I, I will reiterate that the Active IQ one was was actually very interesting because what we are doing in the background is it's some pretty amazing stuff and you know kind of that that NDA moment of yeah we can't talk about what's coming next in certain cases but man it it's pretty exciting that we're kind of a practitioner of our own stuff at this point it's really uh in, in that space it's it's really really cool um the 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 one thing that i i sort of knew about the a team but didn't really clarify was um it, it's pretty astonishing how now the a team has gone from being really very partner focused and now includes a larger number of customers who are actually members of the A team. The level of feedback that we get inside the company has has gone through the roof from the A team. Um, you know, it, it, it's no longer a, a here's what partners see as an aggregate, but we now have these customers who are saying, here's my directly how I implemented the challenges I'm seeing from in every single day and would you like to come look at my environment to see things? So it's, I, I find that to be really refreshing to have that uh, that combination of partner and customer in there. And I think that change has been really, really pretty slick over the past year, year and a half. 
Yeah, you learn a lot about yeah. how people are using things, and you learn a lot about your product and what you can do better from customers, not just partners. Partners do a good job too, but customers are going to be the lifeblood there. Exactly. It's that, it's that one, extra, yep. one extra level of detail that you kind of get out of it, right? And, I, and, and so having those conversations um, in that format where you hear the questions coming from both partners and then a, a different take on those same questions from the customers in the room around the, the various presentations was really, really interesting to see. Yeah, and if you're interested, uh, we actually did a podcast on episode 134 of the Active IQ story. So if you want to yep. check that out after the uh, this one, uh, be sure to do that. I'm, I'm starting to think of a new tagline for the podcast here. Uh, you, I'm just going to say there's shameless a podcast. Self, shameless self-promotion. Absolutely. There's, there's a podcast for that is going to be the new tagline because usually that's what I find. People ask questions on the DLs. I'm like, hey, guess what? There's a podcast for that. I did see that response that you put out. Uh, I think it was yesterday to someone. Yes. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty funny, actually. Which was surprising because the response I got back was, I don't like podcasts. I'm like, oh, man. Stab me in the heart. Not? Stab me in the well, heart. Time to hey, replace too, it, man. I know. When, oh. when are you going to start video casting? Oh, man. Nobody Ooh. wants that. Uh, True. Uh, face made for, ra- face we... made for radio. Well, that and I podcast in the nude. So, I mean, <laughs> that's going to be weird. So, um, Steve Botkin, uh, I know you're just the sand guy and all, but what did you take away from the ETL? Uh, did you learn anything new about NetApp you didn't know already or about the A team? Well, I really enjoyed, like like Joel, of talking with all the A-team members and finding out how they were utilizing SAN for their customers and even talking with the customers and how they were using it in their environments. Um, we've got a very good offering, and now that we've got our NVMe product out the door, uh, we're going to have an even better product for our customers to be implementing. You will get the performance that they're looking for for their applications. And like John, I also really enjoyed Matt Watts's presentation uh, and how he actually presented and how he took his thank you slide and put it at the beginning of the presentation instead of the end. Uh, it's a different way to look at it, different way to understand how you should be talking with your customers. So, so, overall, so it's great. I'm guessing with the thank you slide and putting it at the beginning, it's really just a matter of culture because the Brits are much more polite than we are. <laughs> yeah, true. true. <laughs> if he were Canadian, he would just be apologizing the entire presentation. Where's Mackie when you need him? I know. Where's Mackie? <laughs> All right. Um, also, in the same vein of there's a podcast for that, episode 139, MVME, covered that. Cool. All right. Excellent. Now let's move on. Yeah, but NVMe, the, the the discussion around NVMe in general, both in the current announcements, so the A800, et cetera, and then the future. If I had to pick a close number two behind ActiveIQ, it would absolutely be what NetApp is doing with NVMe and NVMe over Fabric, um, and what that enables moving forward. Just you know, stunning. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on the uh, roadmap there that we cannot disclose at this time, but. I'll just give you a hint. If it's something that you wanted, it's probably going to come. <laughs> All right. So now. Um, and we're going to have a podcast for it, right? There's always a podcast for that for the most part. All right. Now, uh, we, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what presentation stood out the most to you, Jay Smistad? Can we repeat the question you broke up there at the end? What presentation? Yeah, what presentation at the ETL stood out most to you? Definitely Marty Mayer's Active IQ uh, by far. What they're doing with, with AI and applying it to all the heuristic Google data that comes out of this, the uh, installations is just really incredible. And the value that's there that presents to customers is just amazing. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of value add there with the, the AI and machine learning uh, in terms of not just implementations, but also support in Elio. So, uh, Adam Knight, what about you? What stood out to you the most? Was it still Active IQ? Was there anything else? <laughs> well, it's, uh, I'm a little, a little, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to say. It was actually the NDA stuff. It was a lot of the future looking. Um, okay. That's fine. That's, that's a fair answer. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, divulging it, too much. Then, along yeah. those lines of teasing, it was, it was the NVMe, uh, discussions, but then it was also whatever upcoming, uh, FAS and, and other uh, underlying software improvements that are coming down the pipe. And John, what about you? Oh, 
can I say cloud volumes? Can I go zero to 100 terabytes in eight seconds? I think every time you say cloud volumes, Jean English gets a wing. <laughs> she loves it when you say cloud volumes. Cloud volumes, cloud volumes. Yeah. <laughs> cloud volumes, cloud volumes, cloud volumes. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Um, anyway, so yeah, cloud volumes. Tell us about what you learned about cloud volumes, what sort of things you liked about it. Well, I like that, you know, it's something that is as close to native, if not native, to the platform. It's all NetApp technology under the hood, if you will, but it, it's all seamless. It's, it's, you don't have to know about SVMs. You don't have to know about OMTAP. You just get to use file services powered by NetApp, if you will, underneath the covers. Um, easy to consume and enables a lot of workloads and use cases that, while OMTAP Cloud's fantastic, if that's not a spit for your needs, you know, cloud volumes is immediately available to you. And the good news is it's on Amazon, it's on AWS, and now it's on GCP. Um, so no matter where you find yourself in the hyperscaler world, NetApp has an answer for you. And darn, isn't that, you know, the core nature of the data fabric? It's all inclusive and it's everywhere you look. So I think it's just a fantastic extension of the philosophy. And I think uh, Anthony Lai and his team did a fantastic job of bringing that to market. You down with GCP? I am down with GCP. They have a great platform. You're supposed to say, yeah, you know me. Come on, Woodall. Uh, you know me. <sighs> wow. <laughs> wow. Missed opportunity, John. Swing and a miss. thought you were hip. Uh, All right, so uh, Joel and Steve, I won't necessarily ask you what um, what presentations you liked because um, you're in your net app and no one cares. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we will move on to what's next. Uh, we'll talk about insights. So, Joel... What what do you have going on for Insight? <laughs> Everything. So track lead uh, this year. Yes, I am. So this will be year six, seven, maybe of being a track leader. And depending whether I actually get out of presenting this year, this will be like year ten of presenting. All right, um, Steve Botkin. Uh, what do you have going on for your Insight? Well, at this point, I have got three sessions that have been submitted, but of course, I don't know how many of them are going to be voted on and accepted. Um, there will probably be some of our switch vendors that will be there, Caden Cisco, and I may be co-presenting with those also. All right. So let's go to the uh, partners here. So John Woodall, uh, will you be at Insight? And if so, what will you be up to? I, of course, will be at Insight, and I think probably the first thing will be, you know, bacon with the A-team, uh, bacon and beer, I think this is a tradition, so that will be high on the list, uh, but um, I'll pick and choose whatever sessions I can fit in and uh, just wave the A-team NetApp flag everywhere I can in Vegas. Be careful doing that, I suppose. All right, and uh, Adam Knight, what about you? Yeah, the plan is right now to make it to uh, both insights, and uh, it's generally a very packed schedule of sessions as as soon as they open those up, and um, definitely connecting with more of the A team. And Jace Maystead. So, uh, so uh, this year we have uh, a customer story with Comprise being uh, submitted right now for we'll see if it gets accepted uh, for doing uh, data migrations off of any any non NetApp NAS to NetApp. So we'll see if that gets selected or not. And then also just the, the sessions and also the A-team uh, meetings and raising the, the NetApp flag everywhere, just like everyone else was saying. All right. Hey, uh, Justin, let me come and chime in since I know you're going to edit this. There's a couple things I forgot about what we're doing at, uh, at uh, Insight. We're doing a booth with Red Hat. Um, to highlight uh, Red Hat Ansible integration automation with NetApp in both on-prem and in the cloud. So stay tuned there as we're still working on demos. And then uh, we are working with a customer right now to potentially be a showcase at Insight for a Plexi store uh, deployment. So stay tuned on that front. Ooh, fancy schmancy. Yeah. All right. So uh, that covers what we wanted to cover for the ETL and what's coming up next for Insight. Uh, so let's go around and just give our handles again for social media. Uh, so that people know where to find us on Twitter, and we'll close this out. Uh, John Woodall, you are John underscore Woodall, right? That is correct. You can find me there on Twitter. All right. Most and days and nights. Yes. Adam Knight, what uh, what are you again? It's at Dan Knight, D-A-M-K-N-I-G-H-T. 
All right, damn night. All right, um, Jay Smeestad. <laughs> at J-A-Y-S-M-E-S-T-A-D. All right, and Joel Kaufman? At the Joel K. And Steve Botkin? At Santech Arc. All right, and uh, I'm NFS Dutabides, of course, so you can find me there. I also had a chance to sit with Mick Kehoe later on uh, after we talked with everyone else, so we're going to add this on as well, so here it is. So I'm here with Mick Kehoe. So, Mick, um, you were at the NetApp ETL, so we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, let's uh, get everyone's attention and tell us who you are and what you do and how to find you on social media. Yeah, Mick Kehoe is my name. M-I-C-K-E-H-O-E is the Twitter handle. I'm also on LinkedIn with some version of that name as well that escapes me right now. Um, and I'm a chief technologist here for Logicalis in Dublin in Ireland. Um primarily focusing on data center and within that primarily focusing on NetApp technology for the last 13, 14 years. So doing this thing a long time. Quite a while there, eh? Yeah, quite a bit. Oh, interesting. I, I obviously started immediately after school. I'm, I'm much younger than I look. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you're, you're what, 30 now? If even, yeah, I can't remember. Barely. So um, you attended the ETL, which was the uh, event where the NetApp A-team converged around Sunnyvale, California, in the NetApp headquarters, and uh, you all were given presentations from various product managers and technical directors. So what were your impressions of the ETL this year, Mick? Yeah, so first of all, my first time ever in Sunnyvale, and, and like I say, working on the on NetApp product for quite some time. I've been to lots of different places around the globe on behalf of NetApp, but first time making it to Sunnyvale, so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, this year's ETL, uh, only my second year doing it, uh, obviously was in, uh, in, in Raleigh in, in North Carolina last year. Um, uh, and that event, I was expecting people to kill each other and for it to be a real aggressive kind of session. I figured out it wasn't going to be that, so, so that the... Uh, the, the stories of, of, of attacking people and, and, and all those sort of things about products weren't, weren't, weren't maybe there were just things that happened to the pub afterwards, I'm not sure. Um, this year for me, there, there were still, I suppose, some conversations with some product owners who I won't mention that really didn't want to hear what we had to say, and that's always difficult. Um, they were presenting stuff to us, but not necessarily listening to, to our complaints or our reservations about those type things. Great to have Dave Hits there this year. I mean, uh, always been been uh, like most people. I, I suppose enjoy listening to to his ramblings and what he has to say. Um, cloud first, yeah, of course. But I, I think the big thing we all took away from that, yes, cloud first is what customers are doing. We can do it, but should we do it? And I suppose looking at every workload, whether it, it, it makes sense to go cloud. But but that cloud integration is huge for NetApp, and it was great to hear it from the man himself and how we should be approaching that with our with our customers. Him. Yeah, I've always liked that the answer to most technical question is it, it depends. <laughs> I, I, I would say if you were to categorize my, my dictionary of words used over the last 13 or 14 years, yes, depends is the most used word in yeah, absolutely. the language that we have. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and it works, right? Yeah, I mean, it fits for pretty much everything from performance to cloud. And I mean, that's just kind of how it is. And it's unfortunate because we would like to have the answers just spelled out for us, but that's not always the case. There's information that has to come from you to get the answers that you need. Yeah, but I think if you stand in front of someone and give them a definitive all-knowing answer to a question they ask, they're just going to think you're making it up anyway. So, I mean, it's always good. Some to people will buy into it, though. I mean, <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen it in action out there. Some people buy it. Like this whole GDPR thing, right? People say, oh, I have a GDPR solution for you. Some people yes. are going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they should be shown the door as soon as they make that statement. But they that, that's should. probably another conversation completely. Yeah. But your wisdom of 30 years has, uh, you know, <laughs> overtaken <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we, we, we've done a huge amount here on GDPR as well, as I'm sure, I'm sure you know, NetApp being one of the first companies being compliant. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. Um, and me being based in Europe, it's bigger than, than, than on your side of the water, even though it shouldn't be, but it is. And it's first and paramount in everybody's discussion. In fact, we nearly have a chance now when we have customer meetings to see how far we can get before they mention GDPR, because in, invariably it comes into every conversation from, from, from disk drives all the way up to, to security and data privacy. You know, so, Do you turn it into yeah. a drinking game every time somebody says GDPR, you take a drink? You know, we're Irish, and I, I kind of get where you're coming. But, but <laughs> first of all, I'm I'm that strange Irish guy who doesn't drink at all, so that won't be a game I'll be I'll be playing with. But I mean, you know, then again, maybe eleven o'clock in the morning, even in Dublin, that's drinking games probably a bit early. But but it's a good idea. I think we should definitely. I don't drink either, so I'm just <laughs> just going with the flow, man. <laughs> so maybe maybe we need to do some evening events. You know, then then it might work, and we can there have shots go. for every time someone says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
I can see that ending well. <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned that Americans and you know, and in general, don't have as much of a concern with GDPR. But it's funny because it'll it'll crop up in the weirdest spots. Because we were talking about this on a previous episode, and it could come across in one of these small towns that gave a German tourist a speeding ticket. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, and that's a very, very, uh, uh, um, I suppose, strange one-off local case. But, but I mean, any business in the U.S. that has an employee or or does any business in Europe has got to take take note. It's not something you can ignore. Um, that's not to say that all European companies are on board and are sorted. They're certainly not. But but they need to take note and at least to show that they are taking it seriously. Absolutely. So, as far as the ETL goes, what was this session that stood out the most to you? Um, so I suppose th- th- there was a couple of things that, that stood out for me. W- one of the sessions around hardware, around pr- where hardware is going and, and clustering, and one of the things that stood out for me, and it probably stood out for me more so than others, um, I, I know Phil Hardy as well, this one stood out for, which was the possibility of, of making the smaller hardware systems, the, the 26, 2700s, making those go away in favor of, of, of software. And I hope I picked that up properly, but that's certainly what I saw, that it was going to be kind of x86 with, with uh, uh, select on top. But but giving select more power and, and, and more performance, and that that concerns me because again the Irish market uh, um, we would sell a huge amount of, of those those low end systems and to convert that into just a software sale um, we, we we just found concerning. Um, but but the guys again involved and tasked with that product were were very interested in what we had to say and spoke with them extensively afterwards. Um, so it was good to kind of be, I suppose, have our concerns and reservations heard in the early days of, of, of that planning, which is what ETL is all about. So that, that was an exact fit for the reason I want to go to ETL is to hear these things that are happening. And if I don't like them, I can say so. And, and for people to, to take that to take that on board. So so that was definitely one of the things that stood out for me, you know, from, from a hardware roadmap. And hardware is just hardware, right? I mean, it's, it's usually not that exciting, but again, it, it does, does still get, get us a lot of sales. Um, the old backup things came in again. So, you know, the, the, the Snap Center, which I've spoken a lot about in the past. Um, again, it was good to see what's coming in, in, in 4.1. I really need Snap Center to be successful. I need it to, to get up to feature parity with uh, had with the Snap Manager products, and I've said feature parity. That could be another drinking game. Remember around the C dot transition type things, and we talked about feature oh, yeah, parity yeah, for yeah. years. <laughs> so, so now, so now we have Snap Center replacing Snap Manager products, uh, um, and, and I really need a lot of that stuff to to to, to go at a bit, bit of a faster pace. So while we got an update on that, what's coming in in four point one in the future, uh, I, I personally need to see things coming coming quicker from from, from those guys. Um, again, had had good conversations with them, uh, met them. In in London a couple of weeks after the ETL and continue those conversations. So, I mean, they're 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 very clear on on what I'm expecting. So hopefully they they get the resources and engineering behind them sooner rather than later. Well, the um, good news is, I guess my understanding is that the transition from Snap Manager to Snap Center isn't going to be like the transition from Seven by to C dot. So at least you have that right. Well, well, one would hope not. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose we, we we would hope that NetApp are learning lessons as they go along on this journey. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think we are. I think we are. I think yeah. we're definitely picking yeah. that up and saying, yeah, that wasn't such a great thing. Let's let's change that. Yeah, let's throw everything out and start again. No, we we don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, and again, we. You know, we we've relied heavily on the years for things like uh, Snap Vault. You know, pure NetApp backup plays where there was no third party involved. Primary DR with Snap Mirror to Vault with Snap Vault, and all of that done for file data, for for VMware data, for everything at the same time, and and restore for all of those things. So when we have to push a customer into Snap Center because of a particular version of ONTAP, because of a particular version of VMware, and then to lose things like single single uh, file recovery in VMware and things like that, that's that's a hard thing to swallow. You know? so so uh, it's difficult. So I, I do need to see that work because we, we we built a lot of customer use cases based on NetApp backup technology. Yeah. Active IQ was another good one for me this this year. Um, spent some time at dinner with the guys of Active IQ, and I realized I was only scratching the surface on what's in there. So those guys are doing some tremendous work. Um, I, I mean, the AI for predictive analytics, the hybrid cloud services, all built directly into that 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 dashboard now in Active IQ. That that was pretty cool stuff to see as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with that and where they start applying the AI and machine learning pieces to it. I mean, I mean, it's 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 good. It's it's and, and and presenting it back to customers as part of their service. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, once they start seeing what's going on there, they they start wondering like, wow, where where was this? Like, right? So I mean, yeah. And you know, it's still kind of a, a a secret. I mean, people. I mean, we're not trying to keep it a secret, but people aren't as aware of it. So it's good to bring the awareness to it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I have bookmarks all across the top of my browser every day, and they're primarily NetApp ones, my auto support, you know, discovery dashboard, cluster views, config builders, SPM, all that sort of stuff. And I've active IQ in the corner, and I go into it so rarely, and, and it's just wrong because uh, I, I sometimes end in there, end up in there by mistake from a my auto support link, and I kind of go, oh, this new stuff, I'm happy in my old space. And I think a lot of our customers, unfortunately, are there as well. So there, there's an education to, to, to get people into that, um, and probably some, dare I say it, marketing that needs to be done to get customers to use it and look at it. Yep, I'm sure the product team is working on that and trying to get that up to speed as well. Mm. All right, so uh, Mick, what else do you have for us? Anything that you want to see in the future from the ETLs? Oh, uh, the future, um, more steak. Um, I don't know, the steak was good this year. <laughs> so Didn't you go to complain. the Brazilian steakhouse? I did. I, I had to go and meet my And my you needed more steak? Brother. Yeah, I, I arrived late, unfortunately, and, and I thought when I got there, I was so hungry, I'd walked halfway across town. I had met my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and their kids for ice cream, and by the time I got there, I was going, oh, I just want steak, and I started taking all the cuts I could, and then I realized, these guys keep coming back and offering me more. I didn't realize that until yeah, about an hour. Yeah, that's in. how it and works. Then, and then I was like, please, I was like, stop, stop feeding me. I, I, I don't know how to stop myself, so you guys need to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, they have, well, they have those little cards, usually you turn them over when you want them to stop. Yeah, you see, I missed all. Of, I missed the introduction, so I didn't know what was going on. You know, I realized there was three or four green cards all around my plate. Yeah, so don't arrive late. Yeah, so more, um, more steak then, even though you were yeah steak yeah. overloaded. I, I, meat and veg. Um, for 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 next year, I, I hope it's in Sunnyvale again. I, I think it's important for us to get the right type of people to ETL that that, that we do in Sunnyvale because that's right. That's where they all hang out primarily um that that that's important um and and hopefully by next year as well the the cloud offerings i i know the cloud business unit is, is one of the most active business units in netapp at the moment and uh, i look forward to seeing what they're doing in, in in 12 months time um because that's the conversations we're having we're not going in talking about hardware we're, we're talking about cloud uh, and, yeah and that's, absolutely that's net up i've got it bang on the money there and i mean it's it's making it a very easy uh way for us to go out and talk to people we're going to, have to talk to you about cloud cool <laughs> yeah yeah how do you want to get there we'll make it easy for you yeah yeah or, or get you back out i mean there's good use cases for taking people yeah, out as well absolutely we've, we've done a couple we've done a couple of those and spoken publicly about them um, when, you, when you say taking people out you mean taking out of the cloud not just like you know assassinating so, them right <laughs> yeah, bringing them out for dinner. That was something else I learned about ETL this year. Make sure you do your expenses and pay off your credit card when you come back from a trip to the States because I, I actually brought a customer out last week and ended up with nothing on my credit card to buy oh, no. dinner. So, That's yeah. not good. <laughs> that is, <laughs> there you go. Um, Just for the record, NetApp's not an assassination company. Just so you know. <laughs> We're not in that business. Not yet. Let's see how it goes. Times are not desperate enough yet. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you, you you were saying you know bringing people out of the cloud. I mean, I mean one of one of the big stories that we've done this year was was taking the data footprint for a cloud customer out of the cloud. So they were all in in AWS with with their data footprint growing rapidly day by day. Um, you know, ninety percent of their spend in AWS was 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 data. Uh, so moving that out to an NPS system with uh, a cloud on top, um, and then out to the hardware uh, in the Equinix data center. That that's been a huge huge positive win for us. And uh, we learned a lot of things along the way as as the customer has different things you can do. You know, huge massive databases over NFS not always a cool thing to do. So so you know we're we're, we're learning as well, and NetApp are learning, and it'll be interesting to see what what that brings for us in twelve months time with the, with the cloud business unit within NetApp. So. Yeah, looking forward to that. The other piece for for me for this year uh, for the ETL was the the event we did uh, for for humanity building the, uh, the the playhouses for the kids. Um, again, I, I, not that I was apprehensive beforehand. I was kind of going, "Why are we doing this? This is like you know hard work in the sun." But I have to say, as soon as it started and as soon as we got stuck into it, I, I really enjoyed it um, because I'm, I'm I'm quite handy. I can I can build things. I've built lots of things over the years, but I was really surprised that some big guys on the A team and very smart and intelligent people that just couldn't hold a screwdriver or couldn't drill a, a hole straight in a piece of wood. I was amazed, you know, how these super intelligent people uh, couldn't couldn't do something so simple as, as, as put a little house together. That, uh, but it was good fun. Um, Interesting. So it was good fun. Uh, <laughs> you guys are having I'm not naming any on. names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no names. And, and, I, and I discovered also that, that Jaffa Cakes are probably the best biscuit in the world. Um, and and we, 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 we get them here a lot, and you guys don't. So I think we're shipping boxes over as we speak. Oh, so. interesting. 
Um, yeah, but that, that was good. I mean, the kids and the families coming to pick up those those playhouses afterwards. Um, that, that was that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It kind of it kind of it kind of got me in the feels once I, once I saw that happening. I kind of got the whole point of it. You know? So hopefully we can do something of that again next year. Yeah, well. sounds like something that would be uh, continued throughout the ETLs. Yeah. All right, Mick. So uh, thanks for joining us and giving us your thoughts on the ETL uh, again. If we want to reach you on social media, how do we do that? Yeah, it's uh, Mick Kehoe on Twitter, M-I-C-K-E-H-O-E. That's primarily where I, I make noise on online. I'm on Facebook, but really that's personal ramblings that nobody wants to see. So yeah, no wants, the place. trust me, no one wants to see that. <laughs> it's just a bunch of car stuff. Really, that that's it, car stuff. And I think my daughter's birthday was up there yesterday. But again, it's not really relevant, is it? So She's awesome, but not to this space. <laughs> yeah. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at NetUp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank the NetUp A-team for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.